Hello, welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day with Chloe Vetter. I am your host. My name is Chloe. What's up? I hope you all are having a wonderful day. It is currently pouring outside while I'm recording this. And I kind of like the rain. Like, when it's really cold out, not a fan. But, like, if it's warm out, and it's just like thunderstorm like pouring like not I don't like the humidity that comes with it but I love the rain and I like watching it and I like you know the sound of it and yeah but it's just been like a really gloomy day outside anyway enough about that enough about the weather I hope you guys are all having a wonderful day and thank you for click whoa thank you for clicking on this episode today we're gonna be doing part seven So we're getting to the end, part seven of my series I've been doing on this one book, and the book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, and this is a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. Before we do dive into, you know, the main points and all that, I want to carry on with my intro, and that includes something that I learned today, and it all ties into why the title of this podcast is you learn something new every day i cannot stress it enough how important being mindful is and being aware and it's a practice though you know it's easier said than done and it's not something that's going to be completely consistent especially right off the bat like it's called practicing mindfulness practicing awareness it's called practicing for a reason, right? We don't, you, you can't just do it. You have to practice it. You have to work on it. You have to make an effort. You have to try, you know, because it, it's not going to come easy because, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But once you start practicing it, once you start implementing mindfulness and you know, awareness and just being present in your life, you're going to find that you learn so much just from experiencing day-to-day life, just from existing. You're going to learn things. And that's why people who are older are known to be more wise because they simply have had more experience. But even some of the oldest people If they weren't paying attention, if they weren't being mindful, if they weren't being present, if they were always worried about, you know, what was going to happen in the future or what already happened in the past, if they were always focusing on something other than what was in that moment, then they're not going to be that wise. They're not going to have that much information that they learned because, you know, you can't just go through the motions. You have to be there. You have to actually be present to you know, retain any knowledge, to obtain any information. So, with all that being said, today I learned, and now, I always tell you guys, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing, it doesn't have to be the most, you know, serious or the most revolutionary or, you know, the most relevant topic at all. You know, it could be a super mundane or, you know, small piece of information that you pick up, but it's still something. I learned today that we're supposed to be getting six inches of rain over the next few days which is you know a lot of rain so yeah I mean it's very small it doesn't really sound like much information but think about it now in my head I can know all right bring a rain jacket when you go outside right like 
I don't know, like if it's not raining, take advantage of that time to take your dogs out because if you try to take them out when it's pouring, they're not going to want to go out. They're not going to want to do anything. So just, you know, small information, but just knowing that one little piece of information can go a long way. So anyway, that's what I learned today. Super exciting. I know. All right, let's just get on into this episode. I'm excited. If you haven't heard the previous episodes slash previous parts to this series, go check them out. They're all scattered throughout the past few episodes. And yeah, just, I'm excited. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And this will be on chapter 7, which is called Failure is the Way Forward. So, let's talk about some failure. Failure in itself is just a relative concept. To succeed, to go anywhere in life, to get what we want, to succeed is to first fail many, many times, right? If we want to be good at something, we've got to... It's not that we have to fail, but, like, your chances are you're going to fail. So it's kind of, you know, inevitable, and you might as well accept that you're going to fail in the first place before you even try anything, if that makes sense. On page 145, Manson wrote, We can true... Whoa. We can be truly successful only at something we are willing to fail at. If we're unwilling to fail, then we're unwilling to succeed. So that just kind of was, you know, summing up what I was just saying. To succeed is to first fail. And sometimes we might fail once, you know. People, you know, might get lucky or they might just, you know, have prior knowledge and skills to whatever they're trying to get. But you still have to fail in some way or another to, you know succeed because when we fail we learn something right we're always taught to avoid failure like from an early age for example like our school our education system right it's we're taught to avoid failure we are taught from a young age that the grades matter and that the outcome matters and not how you get there right half the time people are looking up answers online and you know cheating their way through their their classes and you know they're not really learning anything they're just trying to get the grade because that's what they're told they need to do they don't let you fail they don't let you get an f on a test because you fail and that's bad And then what? You get held back? No one wants to do that. No one wants to repeat the class. So they might as well just cheat their way through and get an A or a B. But it's better than an F. Anything's better than an F. You're taught from the beginning that failure is just not an option. And if you would fail, I mean... Some of it, the school that I went to, I just know that some of the, my classmates' parents were so, so, so harsh on them. And, like, 
you know, not doing any of your work and failing a class is one thing, but like if you fail one test because it was really, really hard for you, that that's that shouldn't be something that you should be scolded on. That just means that if anything, you need extra support and you need help so that you can succeed next time. Okay? Like I I think a lot of that is drilled into our head at such an early age and you know it affects all the other things that happen in our life it affects how we you know take on later you know responsibilities in our lives so we reach a point where we're afraid to fail so we just kind of stay in our comfort zone because that's what we know that's what that's what's comfortable that fear that we're, you know, avoiding, that fear comes from shitty values, right? Uh, shitty values meaning external goals, outside of your control, external events. You can't control anything that's outside of you, so that's why it's a shitty value, because you don't have control over that, so it's not up to you. So you shouldn't be putting value into something that you don't have control over. Better values are more process-oriented. They're more internal. So, what I was saying earlier with, you know, like, avoiding discomfort and, you know, we stay in our comfort zone, we're afraid to fail, so we just kind of, you know, hang out where where we're comfortable. But with comfort, nothing comes from that. I say to my spin classes all the time, nothing comes from comfortable. Nothing comes from easy you have to get uncomfortable to get stronger. You have to, you know, go places you haven't been to get results you haven't gotten yet. Discomfort and pain is what makes us stronger. It's what makes us more resilient. It builds courage. It builds character. It builds confidence. On page 148, Manson wrote, Fear and anxiety and sadness are not necessarily always undesirable or unhelpful states of mind. Rather, they are often representative of the necessary pain of psychological growth. And to deny that pain is to deny our own potential. That last line, I want to read that part again. To deny that pain is to deny our own potential. So basically, he's just saying here that, like, you know, fear, anxiety, sadness, they're not unhelpful. They're not always undesirable. We're taught that they are, right? But they're actually what makes us grow. They're what makes us evolve and change. It's necessary. Pain is necessary. And what he was saying on that last sentence, to deny that pain, to deny that fear, to deny that anxiety, to deny the sadness, the discomfort, is to deny your own potential. Because if you don't feel any of that, if you suppress it or you just ignore it or, you know, you, whatever, you're not going to get anything from it. You're not going to get the lesson that it's trying to teach you. This isn't in this book necessarily, but one thing that I learned, and I can't remember exactly where, but I saw something that was like, your emotions are messengers. And 
if you're ignoring your emotions, you're ignoring your messages, you're ignoring what your body is telling you. And yes, sometimes our emotions can be very strong and sometimes they can be not the most logical, but you still need to feel them. You still need to acknowledge that. And that's why it's so important to be mindful. Like what I was saying earlier, like if you're aware that your emotions are really strong, you're going to be able to, you know, feel them and then also look at it logically and not really do too much of one or the other. Like you're not going to go full on emotional breakdown, but like you're also not going to like completely shut down and just analyze your emotions and not feel them, if that makes sense. So emotions are telling us something. Emotions are there to teach us and to help us and to guide us. Feel them accept them okay like you can't suppress them because they will come up one way or another it could be two years from now it could be 20 years from now I don't know I don't care they're gonna come up some way or another and you're gonna end up hurting yourself and you're gonna end up hurting everybody around you so not sorry to just go on that tangent but I think it's important anyway Pain is inevitable, right? It's part of the process. We must feel it to learn and to grow. On page 148, again, Manson wrote, Our most radical changes in perspective often happen at the tail end of our worst moments. It's only when we feel intense pain that we're willing to look at our values and question why they seem to be failing us. So, I really like that last part, you know, like, that's how we, you know, that's what gets us to look at, you know, our values and question, you know, why they're not really working for us. Like I said, the pain, the emotions, those are what promote and, you know, kind of act as a catalyst for, you know, growth and change and evolution, what I've been saying. So... I've, uh, this is another thing I've been, you know, saying in my spin classes is how some of the most difficult moments of our lives, we might not always realize it in the moment, but they're, they teach us a lot and we grow a lot from them. And, you know, in the moment they might feel really shitty, might feel really uncomfortable but then you look back a few years later and you're like, whoa, I would not be the person I am today if that did not happen and I didn't go through that. Some of the most transforming parts of our lives are a result of something, you know, pretty shitty or traumatic. And that's not always the case, but that is how it seems to be. That is what I've observed to be true. So just keep that in mind whenever you're going through some shitty time. I know it's easier said than done and it's easy to forget when you're in the moment, but I don't know. Just think about it. So in that last quote I read where he said like, you know, we're willing to look at our values and question why they seem to be failing us. And what I was saying earlier about how like shitty values are, you know, things that are outside of our control and, you know, just bullshit beliefs that we have. 
we often fail to separate what we feel from what is. So kind of what I was saying earlier with, you know, there's your emotions and then there's the side of you, there's like your logic, right? We, We don't always know how to like separate the emotion and what we feel from what is. So to get away from that, to, you know, learn how to separate what we feel from what is we must step outside of ourselves to see things as they are you know we got to step away from our point of view and our ego and you know what we feel to really you know get a different perspective a more accurate perspective on page 151 manson wrote the problem was that my emotions defined my reality Because it felt like people didn't want to talk to me, I came to believe that people didn't want to talk to me. He was writing about how his social anxiety, you know, really got the best of him, like in his past years of life. I don't remember exactly when, but he was just talking about how he just wouldn't talk to anybody because he didn't think that anybody wanted to. And like maybe some people didn't but like there was no proof of that that was just his social anxiety talking maybe he walked by someone that he liked their pants and he didn't say anything because he you know is telling himself oh like they're gonna be like why am i talking to them and you know they're gonna they're gonna look at me weird and they're gonna be mean to me they're not gonna answer like whatever i don't know and then That's just his voice. But then on the other side, maybe that person with the pants he liked, maybe they were having the shittiest day and all they needed to turn it around was a little compliment about their pants. Like, we just... I mean, this is something that I feel strongly about just because I struggle with it, for sure. Like, just kind of differentiating between what I feel and what actually is. It's very easy to especially if you don't talk to people about you know the thoughts that are going on in your head and like don't get me wrong I love to talk to people I love to tell people my things but shit (laughs) okay I just had to relocate my dad showed up he came home a lot earlier than I thought so I had to relocate to my room and I honestly don't know what I was talking about so let's just regroup together Um, I think I was talking about, like, oh, oh, I know what I was talking about. I was saying how, like, you know, don't get me wrong, I talk to people about, you know, things that go in my head, but, like, I also spend a lot of time alone, and don't get me wrong, I love being alone. I really value my independence and, you know, all that, and sometimes, you know, I can be a little bit, like, self-isolating and I know that that's not like the best and I am working on that I've always kind of been that way that's just like my natural defense mechanism but anyway what I'm saying is that it's easy to get lost in your own thoughts and for me I know that my brain is like constantly going like if you know anything about astrology I'm a Pisces sun and I'm a Gemini moon Both of those are known to be going different directions, okay? The Pisces symbol is two fish 
with their tails tied together and they're trying to swim in the opposite direction, but they're tied together. So they're not really going anywhere. They're both fighting to go in one direction, but like they're both going opposite ways. And with Gemini moons, you know, we're always analyzing stuff and we love to analyze our thoughts and our emotions, but like we don't really always feel them and we just think about them and we think about so much. There's like 10 different, I'm watching like three different shows in my head right now. I've got a few songs playing in the background. Um, I'm also reflecting on a book I read like three years ago and I'm also thinking about how my kindergarten teacher forgot my I don't know like just random stuff like that you know what I mean like just a bunch of information is just bouncing around my head right now and the reason I'm telling you guys that is I just want to get across it I understand like it's easier said than done to just step away from you know, your mind and your point of view and what you know and what you've experienced. But that's why it's so important to get another person's perspective and another person's point of view. So we're so, where was I on my notes? Let's make sure I didn't leave anything out. Um, okay. Yeah. So we're so quick to numb our pain right we're so quick to run away and ignore our pain and those you know emotions that are quote-unquote negative we're so quick to numb the pain rather than sit with it rather than to feel it and to look at okay what is this trying to tell me we choose values that bring pain and it's our job to learn to sustain it we must welcome the pain and then we must act despite it in other words something might scare you but you do it anyways I say that in my classes a lot as well I'll say you might not want to but do it anyways right? Because if you're basing things off of want and you're basing things off of just your emotions, that's not going to work out. You need to not just think about what you want, but you need to think about what you need. Those are two different things. So this might feel really weird at first. Might feel like you don't know anything. Might feel like you're, you know, dumb. Might feel like you're lost. And that's normal. You might feel like you don't know anything. But then again, don't we all already not know anything? Like, aren't we all confused? Aren't we all lost? Aren't we all just acting like we know what we're doing? Aren't we all acting like we know what the hell we're doing here? What is there to lose? You know the answer. You know the answer. I don't even need to tell you. On page 152, Manson wrote, Life is about not knowing and then doing something anyway. All of life is like this. It never changes. And I think that is scary, but it's also beautiful. Once you know that and you accept that and you get it in your brain, you'll see why it's beautiful. Again, something might scare you. I'm not saying that isn't scary as shit, 
but we we act despite it, right? We do it anyways. We do it with the fear. We embrace the fear. If you're stuck and you're lost and you don't know what to do next, do something. Don't just sit there. Don't just think about it. Don't just, you know, whatever. Just start working on it. Do something. Do anything. Because the momentum will build and that will motivate you. We're always waiting around for something to inspire us or to motivate us or for something to happen. But like, you could be that something that needs to happen. Manson was talking about how like he would just overanalyze every like project that he would want to start and like he'd never actually start and like I mean this is another thing I say in my classes like the hardest part half the time is showing up the hardest part is just getting there and clipping in and you know getting on the bike and the hardest part is starting because we like to look at you know the whole big picture and we kind of overwhelm ourselves and it is overwhelming you know like that's not always the most beneficial trait to have But if you just do something, if you start, if you just do the smallest little thing, that will often kickstart whatever you you were looking for. The motivation, the inspiration, whatever. But just start. If you are sitting there like, you know, I want to read more. I need to read more. I want to read this book in a week. And you just kind of keep sitting and staring at it and you're like, Ugh, like, that's a huge book. I, I can't read that in a week. Okay, well, don't do that to yourself. Like, just start. Just pick it up. Set a timer for five minutes. Five minutes. Or tell yourself you're going to read literally two pages. That's better than nothing, right? Read the two pages. Then guess what? Next thing you know, 20 minutes have passed. You forgot that you were even stressed about finishing the book and you're just enjoying reading it you're enjoying starting it and once you start that that momentum like that'll carry you through it a body in motion stays in motion a mind in motion stays in motion for getting technical here all energy is energy in motion right nothing no energy can be created nor destroyed So use that. Use that to your advantage. On page 154, Manson wrote, Action isn't just the effect of motivation. It's also the cause of it. Again, I want to read that one more time. Action isn't just the effect of motivation. It's also the cause of it. So, yeah, sometimes we get motivated and then we'll act on it. But sometimes we aren't motivated We're just going to act anyways, and the motivation will follow. It's a cycle, but there's not a specific order. It can be moved around, right? The motivation, the inspiration, the action, it can all be moved around in one big cycle. On page 104 again, or no, not 104, 154, my bad. Manson wrote, if you want to accomplish something, but don't feel motivated or inspired, then you assume you're just screwed. And like, that's, I mean, that's what I've been saying. Like, you know, we'll be like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't feel inspired to, or I don't feel motivated. 
I'm just going to wait till tomorrow. I'm just going to wait till I feel ready. Well, guess what? You're never going to feel ready. Never. Tomorrow isn't going to come because tomorrow's going to come and you're going to be like, oh, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. Next week. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. No, like you're not going to do it. You have to do it right now. If you're not going to do it right now, what the hell is going to make you do it tomorrow? What's going to make you do it next week? What's going to make you do it when you feel ready? What does feeling ready even feel like? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, the motivation, the inspiration, it's all an endless loop. What I was saying with the cycle. Our inspiration leads to motivation, which leads to action. Our actions create further inspiration and emotional reactions. Action leads to inspiration, which leads to motivation. It goes both ways. So, don't rely on just one or the other. Because if you just start motivated or not inspired or not it'll come you just have to trust it and you have to just start instead of you know believing that you're screwed just because you don't feel that ready if you're lacking motivation just do something it can be anything on page 156 Manson wrote if we follow the do something principle Failure feels unimportant. When the standard of success becomes merely acting, when any result is regarded as progress and unimportant, when inspiration is seen as a reward rather than... Uh... Man, I don't know how to pronounce this word. Prerequisite? Hell yeah, I got it. No, that's it. Okay. Let me re... Uh, Should I reread the whole quote? I think I need to. I just butchered it. All right, let's get it. 156. Manson wrote, If we follow the do-something principle, failure feels unimportant. When the standard of success becomes merely acting, when any result is regarded as progress and unimportant, when inspiration is seen as a reward rather than a prerequisite, we we propel ourselves ahead. We feel free to fail, and that failure moves us forward. Isn't that beautiful? The failure... If we follow the do something principle, which is what I was saying with, you know, if you don't wait, just, just start, just start, just do something, anything. If you follow that principle, the failure is going to feel unimportant because you're just doing something. You know, you're not focused on whether you're going to fail or not. You're just focusing on what you're doing, what you're starting. When any result, when doing anything is some type of progress, the failure is unimportant. When we are seeing this inspiration as a reward rather than, you know what we need to start that's what's going to push us forward the last thing I want to leave you guys off with is the last sentence that he left us off with in this chapter 
Page 157. Manson wrote, You can become your own source of inspiration. You can become your own source of motivation. Action is always within reach. And with simply doing something as your only metric for success, well, then even failure pushes you forward. Whoa. Just whoa. That's all I have to say. I don't even want to elaborate on that. I feel like that was pretty straightforward, and I feel like I've already rephrased everything I've wanted to say a couple times. So, with all of that being said, I am so glad that you chose to listen to this and chose to spend some time with me today. Check out any other episodes that I have uploaded in the past, and let me know what you think. Send this to a friend who might benefit. Send the whole podcast to a friend. You know, why not? Self-promo. Speaking of self-promo, follow my Instagram. It's chloe.vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in Violet, E-T-T-E-R. You can message me any comments, any questions, any, you know, topic ideas that you want to hear about. I want to know what you guys want to know. So please, feedback is appreciated. Constructive criticism is wanted. Again, thank you so much for listening to this. Make sure to follow this podcast. Turn on the notifications so that you can be notified anytime I upload a new episode, which is every Friday. Rate this podcast five stars, and I hope you all have a beautiful day. And if not, the sun will rise, and we will try again. Thank you guys so much. I will see you all next Friday with another episode. Peace out.